Hallelujah. Happy New Year to everyone. Hi, Vanessa. That's my daughter. Sunday school. Children, you may be excused for Sunday school. Hallelujah. Can you turn in your Bibles to Exodus? If you could turn in your Bibles to Exodus right at the beginning, I'm going to start in chapter 2. I believe God has territory for every single one of you here today. I'll say that again. I believe God has territory for every single one of you here today. Territory that is specifically, uniquely, creatively designed just for you. A territory that is specific to your desires and your, your personality. A territory that is created for your nuances that is a territory like mine has lots of jokes in it. And they're bad jokes, but I like them. And that's a territory God has for me. Territory that is created and molded. So when you walk in that territory, you are walking in where you are. It's not going to be foreign. It's going to be something that is for you. And last week we talked, and I, I talked about Abraham... And at the point where God called him, his name had not changed yet. It was Abram. And God called him and he said in, in Genesis, he said to go, to go and to leave your father and your mother and to go to the land that I'm showing you. And we saw that territory requires us to move. You can't possess new territory living in the old place that you used to live. You can't go somewhere new and still stay where you are. You have to take that and leave to, in order to get to where you're going. So Abram got up and he left. And then we saw how him and Lot, they grew so, they grew so large that, God, that they had to do something. So Abraham says to Lot, listen, you pick the land, whatever area you want, and I'll, I'll just go somewhere else. So what does Lot do? He picks the best. I mean, have you ever done that to your friend? Take whatever you want. And they take the bet. Like, like we used to have hockey tickets. And, and there's, there's prized possessions in hockey games. You know, um, some people like the Toronto Maple Leafs game. Not many, but a few. But there are certain teams that people will want to go to. So if you have all the, the, the options in front of you, and there's two of you that like the Montreal Canadiens, and you go to the other person that likes it, and you say, pick whichever one you want, you're at the same time you're going, no, don't pick the Montreal, don't pick Montreal. And what do they do? Well, you said pick whatever I want, and they grab it. So that's what Abraham did, and Lot grabs the best land. And what does God do? He takes Abram. And he says, Abram, rise and look. Get your eyes off of what's happening here and rise up and look. Not only that, but he said to look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. 
God is a God that is all-encompassing. And then after he says for him to look, then he says, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give that to you and to your descendants forever. The territory that God has for you is not just for you, but it's a starting point for you and for all your descendants forever. When you can grab onto that, it changes the way you look at territory. The territory in the areas that I'm experiencing and desiring and seeing are not just for me, but they're going to continue past my lifespan, past my children's lifespan, past my children's children, past my children, children, children's children, past, and you can, it's going to keep going. The territory that God has is not just for today, it's to continue on. These things that we are experiencing today are to stay with us, but they are also to grow. I'm expecting healing. I told you last week, I'm expecting my shadow to affect people. And I'm expecting when I walk by somebody or ride my bicycles by somebody and the sun is shining, I am expecting to look behind me and to see them go, oh, I couldn't do this before. That's what I'm expecting. Why? Because God said, David, rise up and look. And I started to look. And I'm looking at some of the spiritual things. I'm expecting this facility to be too small. I'm expecting to put more chairs out. I'm expecting new believers. I'm expecting babies in Christ that come and just say, what does God's word say? Not, what do you think about this? But what does God's word say? I'm expecting practical things such as property, buildings, vehicles, money. I have no problem telling you that. I would like to have more money because there's lots of things I believe God wants to do. So Abram got up and he looked and then God told him with relationship to territory, and this is also key in territory, he told him to walk the length and the breadth of it. Before he even possessed it, God told him to walk it. Do you know you need to start walking in the areas that you expect to inhabit and to possess? Don't wait for it to happen. Start doing it. So what do I do? I start believing for healing. In our house, I can't tell you how many times I pray for my wife when she's not feeling well. I can't tell you how many times she stops me halfway through and goes and prays for me. She hears me sniffling, I'm going to get a hand on my head. Come on, either we believe it or we don't. And I am tired of, of living with sniffles. I'm tired of living with, I just don't feel good enough. Well, then I'm going to pray for you. I am expecting no sickness, no flu, no cold in my house or on my property, the territory that God has given me. And so what have I done? I've started to walk that and the length and the breadth of it. You will never experience or realize your territory if you haven't gone there before. Have you ever had somebody say to you, I didn't expect that? That one caught me completely off guard. Wow, I didn't. You know why they say that? They didn't see it. 
They didn't expect it. They didn't walk it, the length or the breadth of it. When you buy a vehicle, do you just go and say, I want that one, or do you take it for a test drive? And Pastor Nelson takes a vehicle for a test drive, it's like he almost rents it for the day. He buys a vehicle, he comes down to the house and says, take a look at this. Uh, I mean, well, I buy a vehicle, for some reason the salesman sits in the vehicle with me and we go for a little ride. I don't know, but Pastor Nelson must say, no, you're not coming with me. I'm going to go and check this out. He comes by and he says, take a look at this. And then what does he do? He flips the hood. He literally kicks the tires. He pokes his head underneath. You know what he's doing? He's checking out what possession he's going to have before he has it. He knows all about it. He knows what color he likes. He knows the size of the motor. He knows how, many, how much squealing it can do or shouldn't do, I, should, I guess you should say. But what happens is you take it for a test drive before you get it. Now, I'm not saying you take things for a test drive, but what I'm saying is you need to experience it before you experience it. You need to walk down it. You need to know what does it feel like. How does it respond? So when you get there, you've already been there. Hallelujah. So when you get there, you can say, somebody say, did you expect that? You can say, I did. Man, I expected it. Why? Because I took it for a ride, and I know it's responsive. I know this thing can go 0 to 60 in 15 seconds, just like my wife wants me to go. But when she's not here, I know it can go 0 to 60 in like, I won't tell you how fast, but it goes. And, and you know what? The mileage is great. This and that. Why? Because he's been there already, so when he gets there, he knows what it's like. Have you ever bought a piece of land and not known what that piece of land's about? So the territory that God has for you is a territory that he actually wants you to walk in and look at and see before you're actually there. So he says that to Abraham. And then he says to Abram, listen, it's going to be like over 400 years before the children of Israel are going to actually experience it. Have you ever been told something? And then they say, oh, by the way, but you have to wait. <laughs> and this week I want to talk a little bit about waiting. This week, if I was to, to title the sermon, I would title it as ter Territory Remembered. Last week we saw territory promised. This week I want to so show you territory remembered. God does not forget. Look at somebody and say that to them. God does not forget. He doesn't. He doesn't have Alzheimer's. He doesn't have forgetfulness. He does, he does not forget. When he gives you a promise, he remembers it. And I think sometimes we take time as we look at time as some bad thing. But in reality, maybe we should change the way we look at time and say time is what's perfecting me and getting me ready for the promise God has for me. 
Instead of dredging the time that it's going to take, why not embrace the time that it's going to take and say, in this time, God's preparing me, getting me ready, so when that door opens, I'm going to be ready to walk in. Instead of wondering and scratching my head and saying, what's going on? I'm going to be going, I'm ready. I've been tested. I've been tried. I've been proven. And now I can walk in this area. So there's a territory that is remembered, and that brings me to, to Exodus. And I want you to turn in chapter 2 of Exodus. And I want you to see as I read these verses, and there's about 10 or 11 verses that I'm going to read to you. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to listen to the words of how God responds to the territory. And how he responds to his people. And we're going to start in chapter 2, verse 23. By the way, the... This chapter, um, do you realize that Moses, the one that took the children out of Israel, actually grew up in the enemy's house? <laughs> Not only that, but can you imagine Moses was, Pharaoh said, put out an edict, kill all the baby boys. So not only does Pharaoh say he wants them dead, it turns around that his daughter sees a child and brings them into the place where Pharaoh... There are things that God has for you that you might look at and think it's impossible. And God says, no, your enemy is actually going to be the one that prepares you, trains you, teaches you, and sets you up so that you are ready to possess Possess the land that I have for you. Look at your trials. I, I've been challenged this week to look at my trials in a different way. Instead of complaining, to look at them and say, they're getting me ready. It says in James, count it all joy. So I better get into my text. Now it happened in verse 23 of Exodus chapter 2. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died... Then the children of Israel groaned. I'm going to emphasize certain words. Groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning. Say God hears. And God remembered his covenant. Say God remembers. With Abraham with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel. Say, God looked. And God acknowledged them. Say, God acknowledged. God heard them. God saw them. God looks upon them. And God acknowledges them. All the while, they're in their bondage. They're, they're facing their taskmasters. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. I'm starting in chapter 3 now. The priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. The bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Sometimes God wants to really get our attention. 
Sometimes God just does some amazing things. When you see something amazing happen, don't just keep driving. Don't just keep walking. Don't just keep talking. Don't just keep doing whatever you're doing. Stop and assess and say, God, what is this? And if you don't say, God, what is it? Just say, huh? That's what Moses didn't know was God. When God wants to get your attention, sometimes he uses things that are just like supernatural that we just, what was that? Moses goes, huh? I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord looked, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, I just love that. I, I wonder, does God put a lot of things in front of us and just wonder if we're going to stop to look at them? that's what made me think. God looked and saw that he turned to look, and I'm thinking, Lord, how many times have you put things in front of me and I haven't stopped to look at what you're doing? And the Lord saw that he turned to look. And then imagine this. And then God calls to him from the midst of the bush and says, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. There was no person there physically saying, Moses, Moses. It came out of the bush. Talk about like, whoo. That's almost as fun as having a donkey talk to you. But I won't go there today. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I'm the God. Remember, he said this earlier. I'm the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said to him, I have surely seen the oppression. Say, God sees of my oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry, say, God hears. Because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, say, God knows. God hears, God sees, God knows. God hears, God sees, God knows. When he looks around and you look at your life and you say, nobody sees, God sees. You say, nobody understands the pile of stuff I have to deal with. The people around me that don't do anything. Nobody understands the frustration. I've told them this. I've said that. God says, I see it. Have you ever felt like nobody sees what you've done? Have you ever heard felt like nobody hears you? That's a disease in my house. And I'm the one that has it. I will, my wife will say something to me and she'll say something else and then she'll look at me and says, now what did I just say? Oh, Lord, help me. That is not a good moment. I have got that disease. Have you ever felt like nobody hears you? Like, do I, why talk? Nobody's listening. I talk to this person, they don't, I talk to my wife, she doesn't, I talk to my kids, I talk to my husband, I talk to, I talk to my boss, I talk to this, I even talk to God and he doesn't hear. I'm here to tell you, God hears. And this is in relationship to the territory that he has for them. This is in relationship to the dream that God put in him. 
This was in, area, in relationship to what God said, this would happen, and this is what I have for you, Abraham. This is the expanse and the size of what I've got for you. And then the children of Israel cry and complain because of the torture, and it was, tor- it was a tough road to hoe. It was not easy. They were their slaves. And the Lord says, I've seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. I got it. Boy. Lord, help me. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good... Oh, God wants a good land. God, say, God's got a good land for me. He doesn't have a bad land. He's got a good land. It says, he, he, he's got a, a land to a good land and a large land. Not only is it good, but it's large. So God sees, God hears, God knows. God, he understands these things. And he says, I got a good land for you. The territory that God has for you is good territory. Think about that for a moment. What is that good thing that you would like? It says in Psalms 37, 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You either believe that or you don't. And I believe that as a teenager. I believed as a teenager, if I delighted myself in the Lord, he would give me the desires of my heart. And one of my desires was that I wanted to have a car paid off in full, brand new, by the time I got out of high school, and I wanted to go to the first year Bible school, and I didn't want to have debt. Now, I was working. I had a job. I had a good-paying job. So, practically speaking, it would work. And then I blew out my knee, and I couldn't work. And I still was determined to delight myself in the Lord. So I determined I would delight myself in the Lord and that he would give me the desires of my heart. And through a, through a whole ex- chain of events, I was covered through compensation and I ended up making more money rehabbing my knee than I did working. God blessed me. Do you know when I went to Bible school the year after I graduated, four months later, I had a car that was paid off full a nice Honda Accord. It wasn't $3,000. It was over $11,000 back in the 80s. That was a lot of money back then. I, it's a lot of money now, yeah. Lord, 11000 hallelujah. Um, I get sidetracked. I, I paid my car off complete cash, and I paid my first year Bible college cash. And that was because I delighted myself in the Lord. Do you know the territory that he has for you is good territory? It's good territory. And then he says, not only is it good, but it's large. Oh, <laughs> I love large. I love large. I don't like being stuck in a little corner. I like large. And he says, and, and so I've got a land that's good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. That refers to abundance. 
So God's got a land for you that's good. So look at somebody and say, God's got good land. He's got large land. Say large land. And he's got abundant land. That's a description of the territory that God had for the children of Israel, his kids. What do you think that means for you and me today? This year, I believe God has territory for every single one of you here. God doesn't look and say, I pick you, but not you. He has territory, I believe, for every single one of you to possess. And last week, at the end of the sermon, I asked you to close your eyes and to literally look and had you write out the territory that God showed you. Does anybody, anybody remember that? And God... God spoke to people, and I, and I said not only just a natural territory, but also a spiritual territory. Because I believe in both. God gave the children of Israel a natural place, but he also gave them a spiritual inheritance. And we are now the children of Abraham. So we are now heirs according to that promise, which is a spiritual promise. So God... Last week, I asked you to write down, what do you see? When you close your eyes, what is the territory that you see? And I've talked to a few people. And I know already that God is moving them into those areas of the territory that God showed them. You need to get a picture of the territory God has for you. You need to get a picture of the territory God has for you. And I'm here to tell you that it's good. It's good. The territory that God has for you is good territory. I'm here to tell you that it's large. Don't try to confine God to just a little space. Don't just say you can only do this, God. No, God is the God who created everything. So if he says it's a large land, expand your horizons and look larger. Look north, look south, look east, look west. Look around and see the area that God has for you. Close your eyes and see it in the spirit and literally climb up a mountain and look at it in the natural. See the area that God has for you. It's large, it's good. It's a land that is flowing with milk and honey. God has a land for you that is abundant. It's flowing. When the children of Israel went and they sent 12 spies to check out the land, which was, by the way, going through the length and the breadth of it before they possessed it, he had the territory for him. He told Abraham to walk it, and then he tells the spies, you guys go check it out. And I want it. And he gave him a criteria. And when they came back, there was two guys carrying a pole, and that's the, they had grapes hanging off of it, and it took two of them to carry. I mean, I take it in an ice cream bucket, and I think that's a haul. Like, man, I've hydrated. Man, look at all these grapes I've got. This is a good crop. Pastor Nelson, he'll come. They, they have grapes. I mean, he'll look. He comes over. Did you see the grapes? 
Can you imagine two guys, and these guys weren't weak. They weren't like my, I mean, these guys were like Arnold Schwarzenegger guys. I mean, these guys were big. He didn't send wimps. He sent guys that he trusted. These guys went in there, and there's two of them carrying the grapes. Just the grapes. God has got so much in store for you in the territory that he has for you. Don't confine it to an ice cream pail. Get 12 guys to help you carry it out. Verse 8. And I just love this. So I've come down to deliver them. (laughs) I'm here to tell you today. Some of you have seen your territory, have seen it for years, have dreamed of it for years, have a picture of it for years, have it stuck there, and some of you have seen it for years, and you know what? You almost think it's never going to happen because I've looked at it year after year. I've turned the calendar and it never happened. I did this, it never happened. I did that, it never happened. I prayed, it didn't happen. I watched this, it didn't happen. I did read this book and it said do this. And some of us have looked so far and so long, we've grown weary about it. I'm here to tell you that God came down to bring them out. God came down to the children of Israel. Do you know what he did for you? He sent his son. He sent his son who came down. And it says that everything we experience, he experienced. There's nothing that catches Jesus off guard. Nothing surprises him. He didn't go, ooh, technology age. Didn't see that coming. Like, what do I do? They used to just write on stones. Now they write on paper. (gasps) What's going on? There's nothing that surprises him. The territory that you have, you, might been, you may have been looking at it for years. You may have been looking at it for so long, you just think it's never going to happen. You might have even said that to somebody. Well, this dream, yeah, it's a wild dream, it's, it's, but it's never going to happen. I'm here to tell you today that the territory that God has for you is good, it's large, it's abundant. Not only that, but he sent his son down. He came down as a man and he endured everything and he was the perfect sacrifice so that you and I could experience everything that God has for us. It's not through me, it's not through you, it's through Jesus Christ and what he did. He paid the price. He said, how much does it cost? And God says, it costs your life. And he says, I'm there. And he stamped it. The territory that you have in front of you has been paid for by Jesus Christ. Everything. Everything. Don't just say, it's for my salvation, now I get to go to heaven. No, everything that God has for you has been paid for now. Relationships, territory, um, finances, God paid for. God paid for. If you need finances, go fishing. He'll put some money in the mouth of a fish. Can you imagine fishing and getting a, a coin out of the mouth of a fish? Where did that happen? How did that happen? Don't limit God. Jesus came down and he paid the price 
So I'm here to tell you today the territory that God has for you this year. It's large. It's good. It flows with milk and honey. And then I want you to see something. He even has a place. He already knows the territory. He already knows. And the children of Israel, he gave them like five or six nations or groups of people. He says, um, it's the place of. He says, I got this place. It's of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Man, almost the termites too. Now, be, therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel. I'm in verse 9. This is the third time he says it. The cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I've also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people out. My children, the children of Israel out of Egypt. This year, I believe God has territory for every single one of you. And I believe it's wild territory. I believe it's crazy territory. I believe it's territory that you dream of and you think this could never happen. I'm believing for miracles. Sheila, I'm believing for 100% healing of your kidneys. There are people in the Bible that were sick for 30 years, 40 years. That did not matter to God. Don't look at your time and say, when will this end? But look at your time and say, when this ends, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be this far. Shauna, your hip. That's going to be healed. I'm believing God for it. Look at the territory around you and see health. Pastor Daniel shared this morning. What is your picture of health? Do you know whatever you accept, you live with? If you look at the territory and say, well, I believe in divine health or I don't believe that I'm not going to get sick, but, but, you know, I can have the sniffles every once in a while. You know what? You'll have the sniffles every once in a while. If you allow it, you have to live with it. I'm generally a passive fella. Generally. I'm very passive. I'm, I'm not, that, but I believe in the scriptures there's an aspect of being aggressive and being militant, being diligent, being fervent, going after what God has for me. And this year I believe God has territory for every single one of you. And what he's what I want you to know today is that he remembers the territory that he has for you. And you might say, you know what? There's things. I've got taskmasters. I've got habits that I just can't break. I've got addictions that are just so heavy. I've got oppression. I've battled depression. That God can heal you.
God can heal you. Not only God can, I believe God will. You might look at something and say, well, I'm 30 years old, I'm 40 years old, I'm 50 years old, I should be here and I'm not. I believe this year God's going to give you new territory. I believe this year God's going to restore to you territory that's lost. I believe this year God's going to give you territory that the enemy has stolen. I can show you in the scriptures stories of people who had territory, land stolen, and God said, go recover all. He never said recover some. Twenty fifteen. I want you to think huge. I want you to think beyond what you think. I'd like you to see, Pastor Nelson prayed this morning that, that we would have the eyes of our understanding opened. I'm asking God to have my eyes of my understanding. Oh, I want to see, I want to see miracles. I'm asking God for a miracle of Sunday. I know, see, there I go. My wife says more than. I shared with Pastor Daniel, Pastor Nelson, I'll, I'll share it with you. This, and God's working on me. I'm asking God for 12 new converts this year. Pastor Daniel looks at me and goes, 12? And I'm thinking, my goodness, that's a lot. I'm asking God for 12 new believers this year. By the way, I'm not just asking, and that means I'm going to do something too. I'm not just sitting here saying, God, I'm going to actually end up going on the streets, and I'm going to share Christ with people. The month of May, we have evangelist John Raz. He was here about three or four weeks ago. John Raz is going to spend the month of May with us. The whole month, you want to write this in your calendars. He's going to do two teaching sessions a week. I was chatting with him this week. One session is going to be if you want to introduce yourself to evangelism. You've never done it before, but you want to understand it a bit better. He's going to introduce you to what evangelism is about. And the second night in that week, he's going to actually do some high-intensive training. And there's at least three or four couples here that have evangelism on your heart. He's going to take you and he's going to show you and give you tools and understanding on evangelism. And then what's going to happen is through the month of May, there's five Sundays and I don't know if it's going to be all five or four Sundays, but he's going to be ministering here one Sunday. Pastor Daniel's going to go with him, with, um, and I'm not sure if Pastor Nelson will join him because Pastor Nelson may be in Costa Rica. But Pastor Daniel, with at least one or two couples, is going to go with him to Lillooet. I mean, we're going to put this into action. We're going to train people here. Why? Because I want to see 12 people get saved. There's a pastor I know that has, his church isn't even a year old, and he's had 80 salvations. <laughs> I'm going to go up for coffee with him, and I'm going to say, I'm asking for 12. And he's younger than me. He's going to look at me and go, 12? Um, so we're going to go for one weekend to Lillooet. We're 
looking at other options. Pastor Nelson is exploring one or two other places that we may go and send a team for a weekend. We're also going to do at least one weekend here where we're going to go into Abbotsford and share the gospel with people, whether it's in the mall or whether it's just walking down during the flea market or something like that. But we want to take Christ outside these doors and I want to see some salvations. Or the bus stop, yes. So that's a goal that I have. That's a territory that I want to see. I want to see transfer growth, but I also want to see new growth. I want to see children and men and women. I want to see families changed by the power of God. I'm not interested in them in saying hallelujah, amen. What I'm interested in them doing is grabbing the word that's being taught, because I believe you're getting strong word. If you didn't hear last Sunday's sermon, I think that was my best one yet. Um, and today was probably better. But every Sunday, I think they get better. But I believe, I, I want people, and it's not just me, my, when Pastor Nelson shares, when my brother shares, I believe you're getting words of life to you that I'm not interested in you just sitting here saying amen, hallelujah, and even putting your tithe in the offering. What I'm interested in is seeing a life transformed. I'm interested in seeing families transformed. I'm interested in seeing people who said, I used to be blind, but now I see. I'm interested in seeing people that said, you know what, I used to literally walk with a limp, now I don't. I'm interested in people, when they say, what happened to you? You, They say, I don't know. All I know is I used to not hear, but now I hear. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in lives that have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and an encounter with Jesus Christ. Not because of David, Daniel, Pastor Nelson or any, but because of Christ and the Holy Spirit and God the Father. So I've got some crazy ideas for 2015. And I've just let, let you in on one of them. I won't tell you all of them. Because Pastor Daniel might just say, come on, David, look bigger. But, but I, I, so our Wednesday night, our Wednesday prayer, I believe that's, that's part of the mindset and the heart preparation of what 2015 is looking like. And by the way, when you come, you, you, you can come if you've got five minutes we're not going to have somebody sitting there going, okay, pray this, pray that. Um, what it is is we want to make an, uh, an opportunity, an atmosphere, an environment where you can come and just spend time with God. And some of you might do that at home, but sometimes home can be a little crazy. So this may be a space where, you know what, I don't have the distractions of home. I can put my phone literally outside the door and I can just sit down for five minutes and I can just, just spend time with Him. So that's part of what the Wednesday prayer. I want to encourage you. Last week, I asked you to close your eyes and to see the territory. I'm not going to do that today. What I'd like you to do this week is I'd like you to start thinking about the territory. Next week, I want to preach on Jeremiah, on Jeremiah Joshua, on the territory, getting ready to go into the territory. And what I'd love for you to do is this week, I would love for you to identify territory. If you know it already, great. If you don't, spend some time in asking God, what is the territory? What is it that you have for me? Don't just say what you want, but, but start asking Him. He'll sp start speaking to you. It may be restoration. It may be abundance. It may be something new. 
It might be something old. But God has territory for every single one of you. I'm going for 12 souls. And uh, <laughs> I'm allowing you to be a part of that because um, I'm just asking for the whole church for 12 souls. Pastor Daniel will come up and share and go, okay, 12 for each one. When we did the one for two, I'll share this and then we'll close. And when we did the one for two last year, by the way, did it, how did that work? The one for two, praying for some two couples. I prayed for them. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I prayed for them every day of the year, but out of 365, probably over 300 days that I prayed for them. I shared Christ with the one couple. Um, the other one knows Christ. And I just showed love on them. But I sat down with an evangelist and I shared with him, we're praying for two people that aren't saved or two families that aren't saved every day of the year. And then he told me about his evangelistic campaign and he goes in and he goes, we go for seven for heaven. I'm, thinking, oh, I'm going one for two and he's going seven for heaven. So I, I, I don't want to overwhelm us and say a new convert for every row although I'd be tempted to. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm prepared to say at this point today, you know what, we, I, we didn't have 12 converts this last year. We did not have 12 converts this last year. So we might as well for, start with 12, one a month. I love simple math. So that's one of my goals as a pastor, as someone following Christ, that I will see 12 lives, 12 families transformed by an encounter and a relationship with Christ. And I'd like you to join me in that. So this year, this week, I'm asking you to define your territory. Pray to God, what is the territory that God has for me? Pray about it. Get a picture of it. Clarify it. If you've written it down, great. If you haven't, write it down. And next week, I want to spend one more week talking about territory. We're going to spend more time through the year. But I want to talk some more about territory. And I want to build your faith to expect the crazy in 2015. Don't settle for less than what God has for you. Amen? Yes? Okay. Okay. Winona just mentioned, if you weren't here last week, and last week we had a lot of snow and, and inclement weather, um, what I did was I asked you to take, we, we passed out a piece of paper, an 11, 8.5 by 11, and I just asked you to close your eyes and we had some worship playing like we do now. And so at home you may, you may want to have a worship playing. I would suggest no words just because if you get words sometimes you get singing. So if you, you can find just some, some worship that, that you can just meditate and, 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 and brings you into God's presence. And then close your eyes and say, God, can you show me the land that you have for me? And you know what's crazy? He will. <laughs> and some of it might be the first word that comes to your mind. If God gives you the first thing that comes to your mind, write it down. Don't discount it. Write it down. He may give you a picture or he may give you a word. And you might see something spiritual. 
you might see something natural. In fact, I suggested last week both. God's not, he's not worried about it. He, he can handle it. So, if you didn't do this exercise, and many of you weren't here last week, close your eyes, spend some time in worship, and worship him. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Invite him in. He will come. He will speak to you. And then say, okay, Heavenly Father, show me what it is that you want. And he might give you one thing. He might give you three or four. Write them down. Draw a picture, whatever it is he gives you. And then next week, I'd encourage you to bring that with you. Because I believe this next year is going to be huge in your life. And you will experience territory you've never... Why? Because we're going to go after it. Amen? We're going to go after it. We're going to contend for it. We're going to go after it. We're going to go after what God has for us. Um, if you need prayer, if any of you would like prayer, I'd like you to come up after we, we close in prayer here. I'm going to ask my wife and I if we can go to the back. Pastor Nelson, would you be able to pray? And uh, I asked... Uh, uh, I asked one other couple, Marjorie and Luis, are going to pray. And, and uh, Adrian, are you available? Okay. Pardon me? And Sister Linda, would you be available for a few minutes? All right. So if you want some prayer after I'm done, if you've never accepted Christ into your heart, you can today. All you do is you just come up and you just say, I'd like to accept Christ. It's not a big ordeal. It's not a huge thing. It's a matter of a confession of faith. You believe it in your heart. You speak it in your mouth. And those here will pray with you. If you want some healing, prayer over specific physical things, they will pray for you. Amen? Heavenly Father, you are so fun. You are like fun, fun, fun. And I'm expecting crazy things in 2015. And as I've shared my goals, Lord, I'd, man, if they're double, that'd be awesome. That would look pretty cool. So, Lord, I just ask that you would just come. Today you have ministered, you have been here, you've hovered here, you've dropped gifts. You've dropped presents down to people. Whatever they needed, it was in that package, and you delivered it to them. And Lord, I just pray that they would experience all week, not just today, but all week, a presence in their home like they have not experienced before. That they would experience all week the goodness of their Savior like they haven't experienced before. I ask a blessing to go before them and a blessing to go behind them. I ask God that their shadow would make a difference and healing would happen because you are present where we go. In your precious name, everybody said, amen. God bless you.